You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Nickname is the Arithmetic Man. Ning, everyone. He adds trouble, <laughs> subtracts pleasure, oh divides attention, and multiplies ignorance. Thank you. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. All right, here we go. Stand by. Yeah, this thing's broken. This whole thing is broken. I can barely hear anything. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, what happened? What happened between yesterday and this morning? Come on. Huh? Jesus. I mean, wait, who does this? Is there a... looking for some action. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. 12.05. A News Radio 1067. <laughs> uh, I think I'll take a sick day. Can we just go ahead and start right off on a sick day? What's the matter with this stupid thing? It's, it's like a fifth of the normal volume level. And it's, it's, it's like it's got transistors broken or something. I can barely hear anything. <laughs> I will fake it. We'll fake it until we make it. That's right, Hammond. Don't worry about it. Go get the phones. No, I did nothing in there. I put it in there. There's, it died. There's no sound coming out of that uh, thing at all. All right, look out. It's uh, Kunky Polkafanga. There's Kunky Cold uh, Kunky. What is it? Funky Cold Medina. Thank you. Tone Loke, baby, is 49 today. Uh, a couple of birthdays of a note. Actress Julie Bowen is 45 today from Modern Family and a bunch of other things. You've seen her, Julie Bowen. You know, it's funny. When she became a huge star, when she was first in... Your swim's okay? I'll, I'll try that one. Um, uh, Julie Bowen first started in uh, Modern Family. Uh, she was uh, an up-and-comer. She had been in the show Ed, which was on for a, se- a season or two, I think. But then all of a sudden, she got hugely popular, and that's when she started losing all her weight and going to the gym every hour for two hours every day and stuff. And she got all skinny and sinewy and everything. You know, ladies, don't do that to yourself. In fact, you know what? We're going to do a lot of girl-daughter talk today. And if I can make it through it, I have a couple of things that uh, what little girls wish their daddies knew and things that daddies should realize about their daughters. Because it's in the news today. Let's get rid of this sound here. There you go. Uh, it's in the news today because of what happened with a tweet from a proud papa who discovered what happens with social media these days. And, you know, I'm telling you, I was going to make a point about social media and the Ferguson police and what's happening in Washington today. And I'm, I'm still going to do it. It'll be a little bit later on. Social media is one of the reasons why people are no longer respecting police. Social media is one of the reasons why Putty Tat announced a, a multi-step plan to improve police departments around the country based on what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, and New York City on the street where the guy wrestled the cops, both of which cases were completely justified. Even the Justice Department and the Department of Justice attorneys found no evidence of any kind of civil rights violations, and the grand juries and the juries refused to do any kind of indictment against police because they did nothing wrong. And here's another case in Los Angeles. The first comments on the street or social media, he didn't have a gun, they could to wrestle him down. They didn't have to kill him. My ass. They hit a taser with him. They hit him with a nightstick. And then when he pulled a cop's gun, they shot him. Okay. Um, little boys and girls, this is this is Uncle Kimmer speaking. Okay. All right. Here's like two things. Okay. If a police officer tries to stop you when you're breaking the law, if you feel like, because this guy was throwing stuff and beating people up, and he, he threw somebody's tent over and was, you know, rousting people. And so he was breaking the law. So, so, so first of all, if you're breaking the law and police ask you to stop, you should stop. And number two, if you try to pull a cop's gun out of his holster, his friends are going to shoot you. 
Okay, and they should. Okay, if you try to pull a cop's gun out of his holster, you should be shot and killed. You don't deserve to live. You're less than a sleaze bag. Okay, just for the record. Now, Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling, a proud papa, uh, went on Twitter to announce that his little girl was in college. His daughter Gabby is going to be playing softball at the college level, and he was so proud of her. And all of a sudden, the Twitter sphere exploded with some of the most vile, disgusting comments about his daughter imaginable. Uh, Talking about gang raping her, having bloody clothes. I mean, the most vile, foul, disgusting things you can think of are these guys tweeting what they would like to do to Kurt Schilling's daughter. I'm sure, I I mean, you can't even find the tweets because they're so disgusting they won't even reprint them. But here's what Kurt Schilling said. First of all, he found out a couple of the guys who were saying this stuff, and he went after them. And Kurt Schilling said, I thank God every day that Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Vine, YouTube, all of it did not exist when I went to high school. I can't imagine the dumb stuff I'd have been caught saying and doing. If you're a dad, this is something you know, well know already. If you're a dad with a daughter, this is likely to get your blood going. Tweets with the word rape, bloody underwear, and pretty much every other vulgar and defiling word you could likely fathom begin to follow. Let me emphasize, I was a jock my whole life, played sports my whole life, baseball when I was five, and retired at 41. I know clubhouses, I lived in a dorm, I get it, guys will be guys, say dumb crap, but I can't remember ever, drunk in a clubhouse with best friends, anyone ever speaking like this to somebody. If there's a moral to the story, it's that actions even on Twitter have consequences. Schilling shared the identity of at least two of the men... He said, the amount of vitriol I've heard is not an issue. I'm sure I'll heal more. But I have to ask, is this even remotely okay in any world at any time? No less than seven of the clowns who sent vile or worse tweets are athletes playing college sports. In fact, one of them was, hold on a second. One of them was, oops, that's not it. I got it. Hold on. There it's all. Don't, don't worry. Here we go. One of them worked for the, uh, the, the New York Yankees. And let's see, let's get his name out here. Sean McDonald was a ticket seller for the New York Yankees who has since been filed. Filed. Has since been fired. <laughs> Idiot. Sorry, I can't hear anything, and I'm just, just driving me nuts, and I was trying not to be, get myself get distracted. Uh, Schilling's daughter was not only victimized by the cowardice and hatred posted by these people, she was threatened with legitimate physical abuse and rape. In what culture did they learn that because you're not a Red Sox fan, you get to lobby for the sexual rape assault of Kurt Schilling's daughter? That's what started this. Uh, Schilling says, I was 17, 18, all those years was stupid, the operative word. But from the day I was born through today, the only time I may have ever even uttered anything remotely close to this was on the field in the middle of a bench-clearing brawl. My daughter comes to me beyond upset. She didn't do anything. She never said anything, yet she's now receiving personal messages with guys saying things to her. Well, let's just say I can't repeat, and I'm getting angry about thinking about it. Her boyfriend, a wicked good hockey player, was a fighting streak. I absolutely love is going to go out of his mind to let this leech, but unlike the athletes tweeting the stuff, he understands the potential consequences of his actions. And Kurt Schilling says seven of these guys are college athletes playing college sports. Now... For example, here's a couple of things. We're going to go to into traffic break here, and I have some uh, some li- what little girls wish their daddies knew. For example, one, how you love me is how I will love myself. Ask how I'm feeling and listen to my answer. I need to know you value me before I can understand my own true value. I learn how I should be treated by how you treat my mom, whether you're married to her or not. If you're angry with me, feel it even if I don't understand it, so talk to me. 
Every time you show grace to me or someone else, I learn to trust God a little more. I need to experience your nurturing physical strength, so I learn to trust the physicality of men. Please don't talk about sex like a teenage boy, or I'll think it's something dirty. When your tone is gentle, I understand what you're saying much better. How you talk about female bodies when you're just joking is what I believe about my own. And how you handle my heart is how I will allow it to be handled by others. That's only ten. I got a whole bunch of them. Daddies and daughters and scumbags on social media. I'm telling you, it's going to be the cultural demise of this country. 12-12. Why are there so few black baseball players? Why? Because they're always stealing bases. <laughs> oh, my. The Kimmer Now. There we go. And news, weather, and traffic on That's your ride home and on News Radio 1067. There we go. This is Vin Scully, and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by Farmer John Sausage. Like death row inmate Kelly Renee Gissendanner, it's 100% pure pork. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Hey, folks, here's a story about Minnie the Moocha. Minnie the Moocha. No word of when they're going to slip her the hot needle again, though, sometime fairly soon. The the, uh, death row girl. See, by hot needle, what I meant was. <laughs> Minnie the Moocher on this day, 1931, recorded by Cab Calloway. And you probably heard this in your travels of old movies or something, old kinescopes or whatever. Minnie the Moocher, the reason we're playing it for you, not only it was recorded on this day, but this was the first jazz album ever in American history to sell a million copies. 1931. And that was saying something in 1931. Also, a couple of quick birthdays. Uh, let's see. Jessica Beale. Hold it. Okay. And Jessica Beale, 33 today. And uh, socialite Lee Radziwill is 82. She's one of those Kennedy linker chicks, you know. Anyway, look out. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Tell you what we do. we got Newsmaker Lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. 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 And also, I'm going to do some more of these little girls things and daddy stuff. This this Kurt Schilling thing really bothered me because it's just, you know, and it's social media. And honestly, the story today about Putty Tat is coming out with his, after 30 days or 30 months or whatever it is. Uh, Putty Tat says he wants to rebuild trust between law enforcement and minority communities because of the deaths of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and Eric Garner in New York, the guy who fought the cops. In both cases, the guys got what they deserved. They fought police, they tried to kill police or struggle with police, and they got killed. So there, there's no reason to change anything. What they do need to change is the views of the minority community, not the cops. This is out. This is outrageous. Outrageous. And then at the, the shooting in Los Angeles, the witnesses' first thing they said was, oh, well, he didn't have a gun, they didn't have to kill him, they should have, should have wrestled him down. To well, they tried. They wrestled him, they nightsticked him, they tasered him, and when he went for a cop's gun and pulled out a cop's gun, they shot him, as they should have. And there's no civil rights violation. The police chief says it was a righteous shooting, absolutely justified, so shut up. I mean, this is bull crap. And, and you idiot NBA gangbangers, uh, LeBron James and James Harden and Westbrook, and you idiot dirtbags who go around saying uh, with a shirt that says, I can't breath, you know, you cop killer wannabes, you go to hell. You're ruining my freaking country, man, with your vile, vicious attacks on police. You want to try to be a cop one day? Have you ever seen the video? Do you see the video what happened when they when they atta- the guys attacked him and the cops are what are they supposed to do? Oh, gee, don't please do that. I might have to do something rough with you. Baloney. And by the way, 
for the record, ask any cop. If you are committing violence against a cop, the cop has a responsibility not to meet your violence, but to subdue your violence. The cop is duty-bound to have one step above what you're doing to stop you. It's not supposed to be even. It's not supposed to be even. The cop's goal is to overpower whatever it is you're doing. So if you come at him with a knife, he comes at you with a gun. 1222. Newsmaker line, newsmaker line. Good afternoon. Kevin, this is Charles Barkley calling. <laughs> hey, Charles, how you doing? You know, we have our differences. I agree with your diatribe or whatever you just called that <laughs> thing that you just did. I mean, LeBron James, I can't breath. Man, can't the guy can't even spell. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like Kobe Bryant wearing a T-shirt that said, I can't rap. <laughs> That's not what the girl in Colorado said, man. Yeah. I'm no rapist. <laughs> By the way, how the Hawks doing? Well, you should know. You're the NBA guy, <laughs> Charles. I ain't studying no NBA, man. <laughs> you know the difference between Benjamin Netanyahu and Fidel Castro? No, I don't, sir. I, I... Well, Congressman John Lewis would never miss a speech by Fidel Castro. Yeah, you, you know? believe, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, Castro once had, had a colonoscopy redone because John Lewis's head kept getting in the way. <laughs> Move to your left, sir. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. President put it that ain't going to uh, watch the speech because it ain't on the Golf Channel. And then, you know. <laughs> that's right. He don't want to miss that Nathan Lane film festival. Him and Reggie Love are probably watching right now. I'm sorry. I'm mad. Who's bringing the popcorn? Well, the bad, the bad news is 15 yes, people in Johns Creeks was arrested as part of a Backpage.com prostitution, yeah, prostitution bust. Yeah, bust, yeah. The good news is they said they work for Cox Broadcasting, so the charges were dismissed. Well, because so. they know the right people, so. Yeah, Hannity never... called to make sure the story was taken off the Drudge <laughs> yeah, Report. You know, like never hear about it. <laughs> Danny Porter put in a good word for the Johns since they all worked over there. Why, Colin? I mean, don't you love them happy endings? I do. How much extra for that? <laughs> well, I saw Hartsfield Corrupt Mayor Airport is going to become the first airport in America to open up a butcher shop. No, a butcher shop. No, I'm sorry. They open up a hair cuttery. It's the same thing, you know. I'll never forget when the Kimmel went to the hair cuttery and he came back looking like Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> did. They blew my... Man, they just ruined me. I was terrible. That's the most terrible thing I ever saw in my life. Awful. <laughs> Of course, they do go by some other names in what other are, yeah, markets, you know. What are the other names for hair cuttery? Well, the hair sucker in, uh, <laughs> the hair f upper in, the hair feasery, I think is what they're known as in Alabama, you know. Hair feasery. <laughs> Visit the hair feasery, we'll make it look like crap. <laughs> I think that's their new jingle. Hair sucker and associates, we got a bowl in your side. <laughs> Just put a bowl on you. <laughs> A scissors are duller than when Brent the truck driver calls. It's one of those. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Great to be on the Charles, show, Charles, always a pleasure to have you with us, sir. See you tonight on TBS. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Mercy. Look out. 1225. I tell you what, uh, Steve, uh, TJ disagrees. We'll get with him right now. But uh, uh, I'll tell you how we're going to get with him. Uh, Jimmy Buffett tickets. I think we'll do something different today, and I'll mention in a couple of minutes. Twelve twenty-five. TJ disagrees, so we'll get him on the air immediately first. TJ, welcome. Thanks for holding. Uh, what's the problem, sir? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I love your show, uh, but I do want to kind of correct you on on where you're at with the blacks and and their view of, of police. Uh, and before we do it, if you want to yep. listen objectively, just take a deep breath. I see you're emotional about it, but let me just throw some facts at you. All right. Uh, 
according to the Innocence Project, okay, there have been 302, 302 criminals exonerated from DNA evidence that were committed. They, they've been arrested, been to court, sentenced, found guilty. And of those three, I'm sorry, it was 320. But yeah. of those 320 that were exonerated, that were doing time for something they didn't do, 202 were black. 202. There, there were there were seven people exonerated just last year in 2014. Are you talking about like from, murder cases and death row no, stuff? Well, well I, I mean, and they don't exonerate all, DNA. They didn't take DNA because of Michael Brown. They didn't take DNA because of Garner on the sidewalk in New York. That's got nothing to do with it. No, I mean, I'm talking well, about people I'm fighting back the, with I'm the cops. The I'm not talking drug. about DNA off a of death row. I agree with you. Too many people have been convicted for crimes they didn't commit, which has nothing to do with black leaders in this country, NBA stars who have millions and millions of followers complaining about police being a bunch of white, racist, red neck killers of black people that's a bunch of crap it's it means it goes back to their well i'll tell you i I gotta put you on hold tj i'm late for a hard break but we'll come back 1227 on news radio 1067 you're listening to a replay of the kimmer show be sure to tune in monday through friday noon to three on news radio 1067 this is your former president jimmy carter (laughs) and this portion of our show is brought to you by congressman john lewis oh who wanted to show Netanyahu that he hates Israel almost as much as I do. Thank <laughs> you, point. John. Thank, Thank you very, you very much. much. <laughs> and now here's your host, a man I've never met, now, wait Tim a minute. Peterson. I was there. <laughs> very funny. Well, we got 12.33. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. We'll get right back to TJ. I got Sean coming up. Also, I'll, I'll, we'll uh, talk about giving away these tickets to go see Jimmy Buffett coming up in June. But first... The hideous Yanni, <clears throat> on this day in 2006, the new age musician Yanni. Is he the goofy guy with a beard? Or is that Zan Fear? Oh, I was thinking, I'm thinking of Zan Fear, the pan flute guy or something. Yeah. But Yanni's that long, uh, and he's not the guy with the, uh, fl- with the, with the uh, long hair as the golfer. Uh, who's the guy who can hold, he can, he can do the circular breathing where he can breathe, breathe on his clarinet for Kenny, nine years. Kenny, Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah. yeah, it's not Kenny G you're talking about. Okay, Yanni. Anyway, this guy Yanni was arrested for beating up his wife in Florida, Palm Springs, Florida, in 2006, although he was not charged. <laughs> Man, Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the new age musician. Well, all right, uh, this was a day the Star-Spangled Banner became the national anthem of the United States. President Herbert Hoover signed a congressional resolution on this day in 1931 for the Star-Spangled Banner. Too bad it wasn't God Bless America or My Country Tis of or whatever, America the Beautiful, I know. I'm not complaining about our Star-Spangled Banner. All right, 1235, let's call it on News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067. And we'll go right back to TJ. We will talk about Netanyahu. you got like 40 standing ov- 40 ovations, including a bunch of standing ovations at Congress today, cheering and hooting and hollering about him saying, you know, we know you stand by us, we stand by it was, it was a wonderful speech. It's too bad the President of the United States uh, hates Jews so much that he wouldn't be part of it. And John Lewis, our local congressman, I mean, this guy took a brick in the side of the head marching to Birmingham for guy and all the places in Alabama and the Freedom Marches, and yet he doesn't have the courtesy to listen to a head of state talking about nuclear disaster potentials. 
What a disgrace. That's right. Bury your head in the sand, John. This is the same guy uh, by, as a hero in the civil rights movement and a scuzzbag as a politician who actually used to say that Republicans are literally, I mean, he said literally, taking the food out of starving children's mouths and, and, and stealing the food from uh, grandparents on welfare. That's, that's, that's how he feels about Republicans. All right, hold on. Let's get back to TJ, and, uh, and I'll, I'll give away the, we'll talk about the Jimmy Buffett things in a little bit. Hey, uh, TJ, you still with me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm Jim. sorry to put you on hold, man, but we had to think. Oh, okay, uh, pick up where you were before uh, we had to go. Okay, just to let you know, uh, you may not know this because you don't live it, but the but black people have a very justified distrust for the legal and justice system. And that's what those st- statistics I gave you, you know, kind of give you an insight to. Six of the seven people on death row that were going to be killed were black. We're 14% of the population, but six of seven were basically railroaded. They went through the justice system and they were arrested and prosecuted and convicted and about to die. Six of seven, uh, 202 of 320 exonerated from DNA evidence were were black. You know, those are huge statistics when we're only 14% of the population. Okay, That's uh, uh, I understand that, and I, I will accept that, but I will also say if you want to play the statistical tame, uh, game, TJ, you're going to lose. We can give statistics no, no. on uh, how many uh, crimes are committed by what race of people compared to the population, and you don't want to the, you know, get those, involved in that because that's... Those statistics, <laughs> you know, let me, come make on. sure you don't get those statistics <laughs> from the people in prison because prison doesn't mean that you can... That, that means you're convicted, not that you did them. Well, I, I, I told listen, you I, we're being railroaded at a busying pace, so don't use prison statistics how many people are there. Well, I, I won't use statistics if you want, but let me say this. When Puttitat deliberately says the deaths of Michael Brown and er- Eric Gardner are the reason we expose deep-rooted frustration in communities of color and need fair law enforcement. He used those two examples where the police did absolutely the right thing to complain about the police. Well, let, let me just say this. Again, it, it, this is something you, you're going to have to, you know, objectionably uh, hear me on. But there are things that that that, that happen. Objectively, you yes. know, their quotas, for instance. You yeah. don't know that, you know, police have quotas, and when they have a quota, where do you think they go? They don't go to Buckhead. They don't well, go to that, that's So it says you, T.J. I mean, come on. I I don't want to do the dance about that stuff. We'll do statistics, and I can I can clobber you with no, statistics. No, that's not a statistic, but there are quotas in in police. Well, been let's see them. Let, let's see all the, the quotas and, and and show that they don't go to Buckhead. I mean, you're just you're just talking. You're no. not saying anything that has any evidence behind them. No, and I'm I appreciate it, but are, it's not we, true necessarily. We are targeted a lot more than you would know, but. Uh, you got to kind of have a little trust in what we're saying. I'm not playing the race card or anything like that. These are realities, you know, that we deal with. But I understand why you don't see that because you don't live that. That's all I'm saying. We're not always we're just canaries in the cave. When (laughs) when, when, When they start doing the stop and frisk, you know, it, 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 they didn't go to the upper ends of New York to do it. That's just point blank. Period. You know, they get they'll they'll try it on. Well, the crime in upstate with, New York is not the same ratio it is in a place where they have to do the stop and frisk. If they didn't have to do stop and frisk in the area, they wouldn't have to be there. So why are they there? Because that's where the crime is. <laughs> I mean, come uh, well, on, man. Again, is it, is it, is, <laughs> it's like wag the dog. Is it? You know, is it is is it more crime because you arrest more people there, or is there more crime? Because or the statistic says it's more crime because it's truly more crime. You, it's, well, it's hard to because say. that's where you they're committing. The crime. <laughs> okay, all right, Steve J. I've got to go. Thank you so much for calling. We, we can agree to disagree, uh, but I just I think this is just so wrong. And and what it does is it's, it's teaching children basically don't trust the cops. 
The cop is not your friend, which is exactly the opposite of everything this country used to stand for. You know, if you ever had a problem, look for a cop. The first thing you should do is look. If you're scared or in trouble or lost or, 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 or sick or afraid of what's going call look for a cop. First thing you should do is look for a cop. And yet they're teaching now, watch out for the cops. You don't think that's part of the social media has a part of this culture about that? The first, the, the social media explosion of this latest L.A. shooting with a homeless bum who tried to attack a, a cop with his own gun. Oh, he didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't have weapon. They didn't have to shoot him. Boom. Social media's got it all. Twitter, tweeting, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. And you know what? The cops did the right thing. And did you see the second guy grabbed one of the batons that was loose when the cops were fighting the first guy? And they had to go get the second guy and wrestle him down and get the baton back that he stole. I mean, come on, man. That's got nothing to do with racism. That's a guy who was committing a crime against a cop. Jesus. I, I mean, it's just, oh, my God, it's so frustrating. It's just, and, it's, and, it's, and social media just explodes everything. Look what happened to Kurt Schilling. We're talking about Kurt Schilling's daughter. My God, he tweets to say, I'm so proud of my little girl playing sports in college. And boom, gang raping her because he was in the, with the Red Sox. These twit, you know, you, you're, you're, you, you lose your identity. It's, it's, it's this group crowd gang mentality. It's a mob mentality, the psychological mob mentality. You can lose your identity and do anything you want on social media, and guess what? There are consequences. At twelve forty-one, I'm I'm sorry. Here's Steve on News Radio one hundred six seven. Sean's coming up. Hello, Steve. What's going on, man? Hey, Jimmer. You you said a lot of what I just wanted to say, but I want to respond to this quota thing. Uh, it's not a quota system. I went on Atlanta in nineteen seventy and left right after the Olympics. Uh, and couldn't wait to get out of there and couldn't wait to join it when I was 20. But I just want to say, you know, you can't, a patrolman can't ride eight hours a day without seeing a traffic violation. And when they see them, they have to make them. People will be in their car. And uh, uh, although we wasn't talking about traffic violations, we was talking about quotas. Uh, Some days you write four or five cases, and if it happens to be a black or a white making the violation, you write it. Talking about about the, uh, the... prison system you are exactly right you know if a crime's committed in buckhead you investigate it in buckhead right. <laughs> you go where the crime uh, is anyway yeah. steve thanks man uh, I'm, 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 keep your head down I'm, I'm happy retirement to you man i appreciate it. 12:42. here we go you're not a shoplifter you're just a fat kid <laughs> sorry about that fatty fat fatty <laughs> hey tom he's just a fat kid aren't you fatty he's a big old fat kid here's some chocolate fat so <laughs> Thank you. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Hello, my name <laughs> is Charnak <laughs> the Magnificent. Okay, and sir. this portion of our show is brought to you by yeah. the Obituary Column. Oh, the Obituary Column. <laughs> name the only place that Kimmer's name will ever appear in the <laughs> AJC. <laughs> and then somebody will have to pay for it. <laughs> And now, here's your host, you. Mr. Charlton Hesson. So close, sir. So very, very close. I look out now, 1247. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine. Here we go. Look out. It was on this day, 1967, the Jeff Beck Group made its stage debut in London. 1967. A couple of birthdays. Actor-director Kim Ka- uh, Tim Kazarinski is 65. He's that little guy with the glasses. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live and a bunch of things. Tim Kazarinski is 65. And David Faustino, unmarried with children, is 41 uh, today. There you go. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. Yeah, 1248-844-404-1067. 844 
404-1067. A lot of things going on. We'll talk some more about the Netanyahu speech. He got 40 uh, ovations, a lot of them standing ovations. And I, with what we heard of it was a brilliant speech. And he put it on the record, and I can't believe that Putty Tat stiffed a, a head of state and uh, these congressmen like John Lewis uh, who just wanted to put their head in the sand so they don't, God knows, they don't want to hear anything bad about the Arabs. Uh, but we've also talked, we're going to talk about this police business and uh, stuff in general with, with the cops and also daddies and their little girls after the Kurt Schilling episode. And we all a bunch of other uh, topics, too. Uh, we'll talk about the hockey player whose little girl missed him. The Johns Creek hookers. Uh, ba- oh, the, by the way, the back page ads. <laughs> have you ever seen back page? Have you ever gone to the back page? I, I think we've all had. I, I told Pete about it. <laughs> now, no, for the record, I, I mean, when I was retired and I was bored and I was sending emails like by the hundreds every day because I had nothing else to do other than do play with my horse and going golfing, I used to look at the back page, back page ads just to be totally shocked. I mean, you can look up any, go to Backpage.com. Hey, don't do it now because I want you to listen to the radio. But and you can put, if you want to look for escorts or seeking things or whatever, you just click on it, and it opens up thousands and thousands and thousands of personal ads. And they're very direct. Uh, you know, what, what girls will do for the money, and uh, and, where, and they're located, mo- I, I don't know where they're located. I've never gone. I mean, obviously, I've never done it, not one, because it's be ridiculous for me to do it but secondly i know i'd be the guy who got caught by the cops if i ever did anything like that i'd be the one caught i know it and so it keeps me from doing it because i know i'd be the one busted and it'd be totally embarrassing anyway we'll talk more about that also the uh, the hookers in rockdale who showed up on on a dating site and uh took the guy's money and his car went for a joyride and left it at the cracker barrel <laughs> unbelievable and he's he, uh, this is the second time he's gotten ripped off by hookers too by the way you think his wife would get wise by now uh, first, oh, there's a newsbreak line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreak line. We'll get back to our calls here. Uh, good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> hey, it's Charlton Heston. How's it going, sir? Mr. Heston. Well, no. Why are all these godless Democrats? <laughs> yes, sir. Boycotting a speech from blues legend B.B. King. <laughs> well, no, I mean, sir. what the hell did B.B. King ever do to John Lewis anyway? Did he? <laughs> no, sir. It's it, not. It's the man boycotting the B.B. King speech as if it was a job fair or something. <laughs> no, I don't understand. No, it's not B.B. King, sir. It's, Who is it? It's a Mr. Netanyahu. B.B. is known as Netanyahu. It's the head of Israel. is a prime well, minister. It's completely different. <laughs> Never mind. Why didn't you stop me, you hairy ape? <laughs> Sorry. That's my fault. I can't believe all these wild allegations well, against Tiger Woods, the son of the living God. That's right. Sir. <laughs> I mean, why would a guy with all of Tiger's money take somebody's stereo? <laughs> well, no, sir. It's not <laughs> like Tiger Woods needs to go out to Greenbrier Mall with a Slim Jim and break into somebody's car no, just not. to get a sound system. He's worth a billion God-blessed no, dollars. It's not stereo, sir. He wasn't what taking. He wasn't taking stereos. They say he was taking steroids. Again, why didn't you stop me sooner? I'm making a fool of myself. No, it's, not, it's my fault again. Call myself Chuck the truck driver here in a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, people should lay off Tiger Woods, Mister yeah. Heston. Yes, sir. Well, all right. I mean, if you were nailing four waitresses a night, you'd need performance-enhancing drugs too, my God, man. Take it easy, on Tiger. Thank you, sir. And now it's time, yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, sir. For a visitor from the mysterious east, the amazing Charnack. Charnack. The Magnificent. The Magnificent. The answer to this question is Bob Barker. Bob Barker. How might you introduce Bob to John Boy's girlfriend? (laughs) 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 The answer is Hillary's emails. 
CIA documents and the Kim Peterson show. Hillary's email, CIA documents and the Kim Peterson show. Name three things that are kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> I hold in my hand, ladies and gentlemen, the final oh, envelope. Okay. All right, now we're talking. Thank God. May your only niece accept a Cosby endowment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from Spelman College. <laughs> Nothing to do with money. The answer is ch- Chopper One. Chopper One. What do they call the lead barber out at the hair cutter? Hartsfield <laughs> <laughs> Airport. Or by the name it was known in Brookhaven, Air Feasery, right? <laughs> That's the one who did the job on the Kimmer boy. <laughs> Air Feasery and Associates. Stevie Wonder says you look like crap. <laughs> no, that's not their hair Stevie, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> he could even tell. <laughs> Stevie it's Wonder. Where'd you... Location. you should check it out. It's Where'd you me. get the bad haircut? <laughs> the hair chatter hoochery. <laughs> That's not a turtle. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Mr. Heston. Just great. <laughs> Mercy! Here we go. Stand by 12.53. And it's only the Kimmer. All right, here's what we're going to do. i get right back to the phones. Brett and Sean, hold on, you guys. Um, mum, 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 mum. One o'clock. One o'clock news, which is seven minutes away. We will open up the phone lines, 844-404-1067. I have two tickets giveaway. Jimmy Buffett concert in June at the Gwinnett Center, March 9th. I'm sorry. They go on sale next Tuesday. The, the, uh, the performance is June 2nd. June 2nd, Gwinnett Center, Jimmy Buffett, two tickets. And I'm just going to, uh, we we'll open six lines, and I'll pick a number between one and six. I'll write it down, fold it. It won't show it to anybody. And when you call, we'll have you pick a number between one and six. And whoever gets it wins the tickets. What do you think? Just, just I, I, I hate to have people, you know, perform all these great sl- songs they were singing the last few days, and and then we don't get to pick them all. So I'll, we'll just do it by pure luck, pure happenstance. All right, twelve fifty four. It's a Brett, the truck driver, on News Radio one hundred six seven. Hello, Brett. There you go. Trucker's got a horn in the camera. Yes, sir. What's up, Kimmer? How you doing, man? Um, <laughs> doing all right. Riding around in the rain, I guess. Now you're talking. Hey, I was listening to the Steve McCoy show, show this morning. You know, it's a shame that he couldn't bring Vicky along with him, but I know your radio station probably couldn't afford to feed her, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's no. no, no, no hit no, hit no. the old dumper. Yeah, yeah. Give me three. There you go. No, no, that's bad. That's uh, uh, Steve McCoy and uh, Cheryl White on 530 to 9 every day right here on News... Well, Monday through Friday, News Radio 1067. Uh, 1255 on News Radio 1067. 844 1067 Some more things about daddies and little girls. With a Kurt Schilling story as the uh, backdrop for this, where he, he tweeted out that he was proud of his little girl who was going to college and playing college softball, and then the Twitter field exploded with people try, talking about gang-raping her, uh, messing her, I mean, just horrible, vicious, vulgar, vulgar, vulgar stuff. Uh, and it just reminds me of uh, things that a father should tell his daughter, things a father should know and his daughter should know. For example, and I'm not even sure who wrote this, but um, I will pass along several of them for you today. And as the father of two daughters, I hope I can make it through this in one piece. Things a father should tell his daughter. Pay attention to the way a man loves his mother. That's the way he will love you. You can do anything a man can do, including organic chemistry, unclogging toilets, and assembling Ikea furniture. (laughs) Older women wear makeup so they can look like you. Less is more. A lot less is a lot more. 
What an, listen, think about that. He's telling little girls, old women wear makeup so they can look like you. So you shouldn't be trying to look like them. See, less is more. What a great phrase. Uh, telling your daughter, people will judge you by the way you look. It isn't fair, but that's the way the world works. Keep that in mind as you pick out your outfit in the morning. Never let anyone do your thinking for you. There are far too many people with far too much invested in you believing what they believe. Liberal arts grow your mind. Science and business keep you fed. You will need both. Nothing is more attractive than intelligence. Learn to drive a stick shift. Get comfortable with power tools. And you don't have to enjoy them, but have a working knowledge of the rules for football and baseball. Things a daddy should tell his little girl. That's only a few. I've got a lot more and also some things that little girls wish their daddies knew about being a little girl. All that coming up and more. Newsmaker line sponsored by the Siding Doctor. And it's only the Kimmer on News. And our, our tickets to Jimmy Buffett next on News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. I don't want to say Kimmer wasn't very good looking as a youth, but when his mom dropped him off at school, yeah. she was fined no, no, for littering. <laughs> the Kimmer oh. Show on News Radio 1067. There we go. Stand, stand by. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067 with Mumford and Sons. Happy Tuesday. Happy rainy, warmer Tuesday. And if you love the acoustic sound of these guys, their new album might be a surprise. The keyboardist Ben Lovett says Mumford & Sons chose instruments, no acoustic instruments, that play well off each other rather than trying to overhaul their sound. They have another album coming out in May, and they like to play around with new songs during the end of their Babel tour that did not involve a banjo or a kick drum. But Mumford & Sons is kind of known for this particular sound. And they ain't changing. I got 106. Open up the phones here. We got your calls coming in to give away these two tickets to Jimmy Buffett. A couple of historical notes. In 1934, bank robber John Dillinger escaped from the Lake County Jail in Crown Point, Indiana, along with another prisoner named Herbert Youngblood. Dillinger escaped in 1934 on this day. Time Magazine, founded by Britain Haddon and Henry Luce, made its debut. Time Magazine, 1923. Oh, God, it's only me. It's only the camera. 106 on News Radio 1067. All right, we have uh, phone lines lit, and I'll get uh, I'll get these away. First of all, I wanted to just tease you. Cindy Crawford is now about to sue for that picture of her with that 85-year-old old lady's belly that made them... Uh, apparently, that wasn't her. We don't think it was her. Uh, she says, anybody who who, th- who posted that, that picture, I'm going to sue you if you don't take it down and apologize. The original pic, according to her lawyer, was stolen and then doctored to make her midsection look hideous. And they show another picture of Cindy Crawford uh, from this year, and she looks pretty damn good wearing a bikini. So, I mean, this, oh, man, that's cold. I mean, that's just cruel. You, you know the picture we're talking about? I think we had it on our Facebook page some time ago, the Cindy Crawford page where she was wearing the... The boa and the hat and the and the brown panties and oh my god, they just they made her look like a you know bag of flowers. Oh, just horrible. Anyway, she's threatening to sue, and I say good good for her. I, I think your phrase was cottage cheese. Cottage cheese belly, yeah. <laughs> Remind me, I gotta go buy some cottage cheese. All right, hold everything. We got we got your topic. Let's get with these tickets. All right now, I, I've picked a number. I'll show it to John Boy because Pete's over here where the thing is. That's the number I picked. Okay. 
Wrote it down. You can't. Uh, you can't see it. All right, Pete. We'll just start with. Uh, there in the window. Oh, you can see it in the window reflection. I love it. All right, get line one. We'll see it. Matt, right. Sherry, Donald, Todd, Ken, and Tim. Well, whoever gets the number gets it right. Matt, welcome aboard, sir. How's it going? It's going great. I'll be doing better if I win these tickets. Well, I have uh, two tickets. Jimmy Buffett at the Gwinnett Center Tuesday, June second. Go. They go on sale next week. Uh, uh, what's your number? What's your guess? Number between one through what? One through six, making it very through, easy. Yep. One through one through six. I'm going to pick number three. Three? Nope. Sorry. Sorry oh, about that, sorry. Matt. Let's go to Sherry, News Radio 106. Of course, it gets easier when the longer you go down the line because the numbers are released. Hey, Sherry, what's your guess, sweetie? How's it going? <laughs> I good. Um, number two. Number two. Sorry, John Boise. No, sorry, sweetie. How about I shouldn't call people sweetie? That's condescending. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> well, no, you know, you know, it's just a cult. It's uh, I call girls who I you know sweetie. I don't mean any call offense John by Boy it, but I call John Boy sweetie once. <laughs> uh, uh, Donald on News Radio 1067. Hello, Donald. What's your number, sir? Well, you always have the highest standard, so I'm going with the highest number, six. Uh, well, wrong again. On <laughs> both counts, I might add. <laughs> How about uh, Todd? Did we get you? Yeah, here's Todd on News Radio 1067. Hello, Todd. Kind of narrowing it down now, aren't we? Well, yeah, what's up, Kinger? How you doing, man? What's your number? Doing good. Number five. Five? No, it's not it. I swear <laughs> I've got it written down. All right, Ken is la- Ken and Tim. Ken, uh, what's your number, man? Number one. No, it's not number one. So, <laughs> Tim, oh, we'll get. Hopefully, he's not an Auburn. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been paying attention. Hey, Tim, what's your guess? I'm going to see four. Yes, yay! <laughs> it's number four. See, I wrote it down. And it's, uh, Oh, heartbreaker. No, no, we tease. We talk. Uh, that was, uh, that's Duke Snyder's number, the old baseball player from the Brooklyn and uh, L.A. Dodgers. Duke Snyder was number four. And Lou Gehrig and a whole bunch of other. But anyway, number four was uh, you know my favorite baseball number because of Duke Snyder. So, Tim, congratulations. You got those two tickets. All right, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. And do I understand that this weekend is a beginning of daylight saving time isn't i think that's right and by the way should we get this out of the way now i'm very anal about this it's not daylight savings time <laughs> savings are what you put in the stinking bank it's a it's a hyphenated uh a pluperfect participially dangling gerund uh split infinitive dangling gerund pluperfect the participial phrase uh daylight dash saving if you're, are you saving something? Yes, I'm saving time. I'm saving energy. I'm saving daylight. Daylight saving. So it's time for daylight saving. Yeah, you're being a gerund about not this. Not saving, you know? not savings. <laughs> savings are what you put in the stinking bank. <laughs> and everybody gets it wrong. Watch you listen to the network announcers. They're going to say daylight savings time this week, and they're wrong. And it just makes you look like an idiot. Okay, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> Nobody else does, and I'm real anal about it, and I know from now on everybody's going to call and say, hey, well, hey, Kimmer, so this week is daylight savings time, right? So I know I'm getting a good that, but just for the record, and you will, we'll lose an hour of sleep and gain an hour of daylight. I see it's worth it. I love daylight saving time. All right, 844-404-1067. It's one, almost, uh, let's call it 111, 11 minutes after 1. Kurt Schilling responded on Twitter to the guys, including seven college athletes, who tweeted after he was bragging about his daughter playing college softball, uh, they just they they blasted her because he was with the Red Sox and for whatever reasons. And some of these people tweeted the most vicious, vile, gang raping, bloody erupt kind of stuff for his little girl. And it just reminded me how precious uh, little girls are, especially to their daddies. And as the father of two daughters, I can tell you uh, that really hits home. And this, I don't even know who wrote this. Um, it might be a woman named Christy Fox from an old Facebook article some time ago. 
uh, things that uh, little what little girls wish daddies knew. For example, if you encourage me to find what brings joy, I will always seek it. If you teach me what safe feels like when I'm with you, I will know better how to guard myself from men who are not. What a great line that is. If you teach me what safe feels like when I'm with you, I'll know how to better guard myself from men who are not safe with me. Teach me a love of art and science and nature, and I will learn that intellect matters more than dress size. Let me say exactly what I want, even if it's wrong or silly, because I need to know having a strong voice is acceptable to you. I'll say it again. Let me say exactly what I want, even if it's wrong or silly, because I need to know having a strong voice, saying what I believe, is acceptable. Uh, there's 50 more of these, and I'm coming up all day. 112. Hi there. I'd like to welcome y'all to CPR. <laughs> I see a lot of smiles here in this room. There's one. Oh, there's another. That's good. No, it's not that good, sir. Do the chest bump instead, please. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Dr. Henry Kissinger, <laughs> and this portion of our show Doctor. is brought to you by yes, Irish golfer Patrick Harrington, oh. who sounds a lot like Pete Davis trying to impersonate me. Ah, time for the morning <laughs> to you, Mr. Nixon. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. <laughs> Look out! It's only me. Look out! R E M. 1995 R.E.M. drummer Bill Berry had a ruptured aneurysm in Switzerland and had under, had undergone emergency brain surgery. 1995, man, he could have been killed. Aneurysms are nothing to them. That's a blood bubble that pops and you're dead. I mean, boom. Oh, fooling around on that, baby. Uh, this was the day that Roberta Flack won Song and Record of the Year for the first time ever I Saw Your Face in 1973 at the Grammys. By the way, also. Also, this was the day... Rodney King was beaten severely by Los Angeles cops in the scene captured in an amateur video 1991. And he won millions of dollars, blew it all, and uh, he died a few years, several years ago, as I remember correctly, Rodney King. Anyway, I think it's 119 on News Radio 1067, 844 A couple of things. Tom Brokaw has written a new book. It's coming out in May, titled A Lucky Life Interrupted, uh, talking about his battle with cancer. He has uh, multiple myeloma, found out two years ago. Tom Brokaw. Also, in the news of uh, personalities on TV, Judge Judy, Judy Scheindlin, or Scheindlin, I think. Scheindlin, Scheindlin, I'm not sure. Better known as Judge Judy, the tart-tongued lady judge, keeps a tight rein over her courtroom, and she has signed a new deal which will see her stay on the air on CBS television until 2020. TV Guide says Judge Judy makes $47 million a year. Judge Judy, $47 million a year, is the highest paid personality on TV. Why? Oprah, anybody, Judge Judy. She's 72. Her show's been on for 19 years. I guarantee you, if I made $47 million a year, I'd work one year. <laughs> you would think that if you had one lousy chunk of $47 million, that's got to... I mean, you'd really have to try hard to go through that in your retirement, wouldn't you? I mean, really. $47 million a year. 
And I guess it's because it's syndication. They can they sell all over the country and they raise whatever spots they want to charge for local advertisers. It's a syndicated show, and that's where they make their money. Oh man, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Forty seven million. All right, eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. It's only the Kimmer. One twenty is our time. They're going to kill that girl again sometime here. Cause Ding and Clinker, whatever her freaking name is, and and you know, which is really amazing to me. They were the the uh, the kill drug was a little cloudy. Oh, you know. Oh, sorry, ma'am. We Kelly, uh, we had we 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 gave you the last meal and everything. We're not going to go through that again, by the way. <laughs> Took a cleaning crew an extra two hours to get rid of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> need some industrial strength degreaser after they get done with her and that gurney. Anyway, uh, they're going to get her again, but we don't know how or when or whatever. But it's just getting silly. Uh, but you know, cloudy drugs for God's sakes. All right, one twenty-one. It's one of the Kimmer eight four 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 zero four ten sixty-seven. Oh, update. Um, 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 um. Oh, oh, Snowden wants to come back to America. He's now in talks with deals to try to make a deal to come back from Russia to back to America. The guy who released all the secrets. Uh, they've taken the death penalty off the table, but he's not going to come back if they're going to say you're going to get 50 years in prison. I mean, I mean, what? There's some deal. What? What deal would they make with him? What possible deal to get him to come home? Bergdahl. Yeah, going to trade Bergdahl for him. Let Bergdahl go to Russia. Anyway. All right, well, hold on, 121, here's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old uh, newsbreaker line there. Uh, good afternoon. News nugget, this is Harmon <laughs> calling Kim, a wall-to-wall call. Welcome, sir, how are you? Non-stop, Ebonics, great to be on the show, man. <laughs> My pleasure, sir, pleasure. What's Don't up? quit a massage, backpage.com, <laughs> until you try it, guys. I mean, <laughs> well, it's I... a great place to find phone screeners, wink, wink. <laughs> Or a girl Friday, a couple more for the weekend. You know what I mean? So, girl Friday. The public service, man. I need somebody bad. Are you bad? <laughs> I heard that you say there's a big prostitution sting in John Creek. John's Creek, yes, sir. When did they start listening to the symptoms along with the arrests, Kimmer? <laughs> What's next? A prostitution burning sensation? A, a rash of prostitutes arrested in John's Creek? I mean, you know. I would just assume there was some stinging going on without them having to tell me about it, man. Sting, all right. Kind of stings a little first. <laughs> I mean, spare me all the details. <laughs> A stink. Frankly, with all the other more serious crimes <laughs> yes, that are occurring throughout yes. Metro Atlanta, <laughs> yes, sir. I think the Johns Creek police which should get off these girls' backs so yes. they can get back on their backs and get to know them. They're calling it Operation No Food. <laughs> Hopefully, that's time for No Food when we're in a lot of trouble, man. News Nugget! News Nugget! Benjamin Netta, not a Netta, 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 not you, whoever you say his name. Yes, sir. He spoke to the, I spoke to the House of Representatives. I couldn't believe that Senator Elizabeth Warren didn't show up for the Netanyahu speech, Kimmer. Oh, she didn't show up either? Well, she's 10% Jewish or 80%, you know, when she's speaking to a Jewish group. Well, yeah, that's right. Raising money. They had so much snow in Boston last month, Elizabeth Warren claimed she was half Eskimo. Hello. That's a son. And to tell us more about the Prime Minister, here's Jamie Dupree. The <laughs> most connected man in Washington. Well, you know, Herman, he's not really a minister. <laughs> oh, you mean like I'm not a real talk show host? Exactly, you know. <laughs> That's Herman. why you're the most connected man in little five points, Washington, Herman. Yeah, there too, you know. <laughs> Great to be on the show. Thank you, Herman. Always a dude nugget. Always a dude nugget. I mean, you know. Shaggy nugget. <laughs> I never said that in my life, man, I promise. I, I don't even know what a shuck-a-duck is, man. Thank you. 
probably cost you 50 extra. I think it probably does. <laughs> How much for the Shuggy Dunky? <laughs> Thank you, Irvin. 124. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh, it's, oh, sweetness bell. I got a sweetness bell. Hold everything. I could just think it's sweet. All right, I heard your sweetness bell. Just a damn second here. All right, here we go. Oops, hold on. That's not it. Hold on, I got it. All right, fine. Some years ago, there was a Mensa convention in San Francisco. Mensa, as you know, is a national organization of people who have an IQ of 140 or higher. Several of the Mensa members went out for lunch at a local cafe. When they sat down, one of them discovered that their salt shaker contained pepper, and the pepper shaker was full of salt. Okay, Mensa members. How can they swap the contents of the two bottles without spilling any and using only the implements at hand on the table? This clearly was a job for the minds of Mensa. How would they solve it? Getting the contents switched without spilling any. The group debated the problem, presented ideas, finally came up with a brilliant solution involving a napkin, a straw, and an empty saucer. They called the waitress over, ready to dazzle her with their solution. Madam, they said, we couldn't help but notice that the pepper shaker contains salt and the salt shaker contains pepper. Before they could finish, the waitress said, oh, sorry about that. So she leaned over, unscrewed the caps of both bottles, and switched the caps. <laughs> and, of course, there was dead silence at the men's table, which reminds everybody of our government. Solutions would be so much simpler, but the brilliant minds in Washington have to make the situation even more difficult. All you do is switch the caps, and then the salt's in the salt shaker, and the pepper's in the pepper shaker. What if the P and the S were on the actual shaker and not the cap? You know, there's always a naysayer. There's just, <laughs> just one son of a bitch who always has <laughs> I'm to. I'm just saying. You my, dirty that's, bat. That's, I just, that's, that's what mine look like. It's the point of the thing is that brain power doesn't necessarily mean if you're going to have something done, you can make it simple. And then the thing with it switching the tops, what do you, a P and an S, what the hell's that got to do with anything? A P and the pepper and the salt and the S and the, the tops. My God, man. I know you're just saying. Oh, yeah, okay. Go to my what? John said it to us. Go to my Facebook page. You'll see that. You want to know what my daily schedule is like? Remember the guy yesterday? What's your daily schedule? How boring could that be? This is what happens to me every stinking day. Go to the Kimmer Show Facebook page and see the new video. This is a typical day for the Kimmer. You'll find. You'll see. You'll see. One twenty-seven News Radio one hundred six-seven. You are listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to three on News Radio one hundred six-seven. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem, Casey. and this portion of the Kim Peterson <laughs> yes, Show yes, yes. is brought to you by my wife Jean's new book. Oh. It's entitled, yeah. How to Bury a Millionaire. <laughs> and speaking of burials, yes. here's your host, the late Kim <laughs> Peterson. A second there. I, reports of my demise were slightly exaggerated. 134, here's Jennifer Warren's... Jennifer Warren's is 68 today. There you go. Happy birthday. Yes, here we go. Did she sing anything we remember? I, I, I don't remember anything about her. I can't remember. Anyway, that's a sweet little thing. Uh, a couple of things here. Olympic track and field gold medalist Jackie Joyner Kersey is 53. Uh, college football Hall of Famer Herschel Walker, our own Georgia Hall of Famer. Herschel Walker, 53, and he looks about 19. 
Isn't he still doing MMA stuff or battling uh, boxing and wrestling kind of thing? Works, Man, he looks like he could still play NFL or college football. Uh, Herschel Walker, 53 today. All right, look out. It's only the camera, 135 on News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. Netanyahu made a great speech today. Too bad Putty missed it, showing his disdain for the. the leader of the Israeli people. In fact, there are some reasons why uh, Putty Tat apparently was not able to make it to the speech. And I think if we just understood sometimes that, you know, things are a little unusual for him and he couldn't make all of his obligations because he is the president. In fact, here's uh, some reasons why Putty Tat stiff Netanyahu's address to Congress today. Uh, number 10. Oh, that was today. Number 9, I was on my period. Number 8, it was my turn in the barrel. Number 7, I already had made plans to discuss my official library in my birthplace of Nairobi. Number 6, there was a last-minute tea time. Number 5, I don't want to offend our Saudi friends by hanging around with Jews. Number 4, I had a yeast infection. Number 3, I was watching replays of Governor Chris Christie's speeches. Number 2, the dog ate my daily schedule. And number 1 reason, put his stiff Netanyahu's address. My wife forgot to wake me up. So then, again, the man should have known... Thank you. 136. Oh, we got yes. a couple responses to your oh, video. Oh, oh, my video. What happened? Well, I'm sitting at my desk, and I try. I, I use these colored pens and pencils to mark, mark up scripts and uh, news articles and stuff, and, and I put them up above me in my little thing over my desk, and they start pouring out. They just tumble out. I don't know why. I, why a round thing could fall off a, a square thing. I don't get it. Anyway, so Pete, Pete starts laughing. He gets the video. And the video tapes me trying to put colored, pen, stupid marking pens in my stupid desk drawer up top, and you can see the result. All right. That, this is my day. This is, this is the Kimmer. This, this is pretty much what it's like being me. Well, Rob says, looks like he isn't saving time. <laughs> Thank you, saver. <laughs> and Tommy Lee just posted a photo of Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and by the way, we have a Facebook update on our doggy giveaway from yesterday oh, yes, at the son. Atlanta Humane Society. Every day, Pete Davis set this up. Every day, the Atlanta Humane Society tries to put a doggy for adoption on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. And we had one yesterday who <laughs> only made it one day of freedom. And then uh, <laughs> Sonny is known for mischievous behavior when left alone. Yeah. So do not leave Sonny alone. They, they brought him back the day after one day. Yeah, poor little girl. Apparently there was something. Uh, well, amiss. basically, when she likes to jump fences. So uh, she needs to have a go. higher than five foot fence. There you go. So they had to bring her back. But we'll try again. We'll try to keep giving her away. So there you go. All right. 844 404 uh, 1067. In fact, we should have known why Putty Tat wasn't going to go to the speech. This is absolutely true. Uh, Sunday, uh, September 7th, 2008, 1148 in the morning, meet the press. Senator Obama, back then, Senator, asked about his stance on the American flag and explained why he doesn't follow protocol when the national anthem is played. Uh, let's see. Obama said, as I've said about the flag pin, I don't want to be perceived as taking sides. <laughs> doesn't want to wear an American flag pin for fear of taking sides. This is back when he was a senator, 2008. Uh, the, uh, because a lot of people in the world to whom the American flag is a symbol of oppression. The anthem itself carries uh, conveys a warlike message. You know, the bombs bursting in air and all that sort of thing, unquote. And then he said the national anthem should be swapped for something less parochial and less bellicose. For example, I'd like the song I'd like to teach the world to sing. And then he goes, uh, wants to redesign the flag. It's my intention, if elected, to disarm America to the level of acceptance to our Middle East brethren. 
It, we, as a nation of warring people, conduct ourselves like the nations of Islam, where peace prevails, perhaps a state or period of mutual accord could exist between our governments. And when I become president, I'll seek a pact of agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war with our state of enmity and a freedom from disquieting oppressive thoughts. We as a nation have placed upon the nations of Islam an unfair injustice, which is why my wife disrespects the flag, and she and I have attended several flag-burning ceremonies in the past. Of course, he says, I found myself about to become president. I have put my hatred aside. I'll use my power to bring change to this nation and offer the people a new path. Change is about to overwhelm the United States of America. Thank you, Putty Tat. We should have known. He told us. It's, he said it. Not making that up. All right, 844 Oh, 139. We don't know much about the Snowden deal. Apparently, uh, uh, Snowden wants to come back home. He fled to Russia after the releasing those, what, I guess millions of documents. or I mean, I, the number is astounding. And all the secrets and so forth that he had stolen from uh, uh, secret services in America. Went to Russia. Now he wants to come home. And they're making some kind of a deal. I can't imagine what kind of a deal they'd make that would want him to come home without spending 50 years in prison. But, I, you know, if they make a deal with this guy, honest, I mean, if this is another Bergdahl thing, the deserter for the Taliban killers. Also, speaking of Russia, now you remember the other day we were talking about the story of the, of the number one key dissident and the number one hater of uh, Putin in Russia was just murdered the other day, walking with his girlfriend over a bridge near the Kremlin, and he was shot dead murdered by a car, car passerby or shooter. Well, it turns out that in that one area of that bridge near the Kremlin, there are 18 surveillance cameras. 18. The only picture that was shown from any of those 18 cameras was from a very long way away and very fuzzy and very cloudy, so you couldn't really see much other than a guy was walking and then he wasn't walking. But you really couldn't tell much other than that. 18 cameras and all of them were pointed away from that area at that exact same time. Okay, does that sound a little suspicious? 18 cameras and not one of them was pointed in that area for that period of time. I don't know. I also want to see a couple of uh, funny videos. Uh, There's one video making the rounds of a baby who's crying, and the mother starts playing a Taylor Swift song. And as soon as the first beat of the Taylor Swift on comes out, the baby stops crying and is very happy and contented, smiling, having a great time. They turn off the record. She starts crying again like crazy. (laughs) In fact, Taylor Swift herself tweeted and said, this is the greatest thing that she's ever seen. It's really pretty funny. The baby's crying. Taylor Swift, shake it up, shake it up. Stops immediately. Stop the song. Starts crying immediately. I mean, it's, it's, it's like on cue. It's like it's faked. But they, you know, why would anybody fake a selfie type of thing? Maybe they poked her with a stick. <laughs> Give her a little pinch, you know, on the inside of her leg right there. <laughs> I tell you, I, with me, it works every damn They cry every time. Every time you do it, they cry every time. So. Oh it really works. <laughs> no, I tease, I joke. Also, in Kentucky, a hold-up man came into a store, started grabbing the stuff out of the cash register, and he put his gun on the counter to use both hands and stealing the money. Well, the clerk woman, who's like 20 years old, grabs the gun, and they start struggling over it, and she shoots him in the shoulder, and the guy runs away with no money. <laughs> but talk about the, t- the testicularity of this little girl, 20-year-old clerk, grabbing the gun. He puts a gun down on the counter, and she grabs it. What an idiot! 
My God, man, 142. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. <laughs> Thank you. But- Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Hank Hill, and now here's your host, a man who works in a studio that's so small. How small is it, Hank? Well, Dale, you put your key in the door, you break out a window. (laughs) And now here he is, the Kimmer. Thank you so much. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. 147 o'clock. In this studio part of the city. It was 1967. Eric Burton and the Animals refused to do a show in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada unless they got their money in advance. Well, they didn't get their money in advance, and the crowd went on a rampage and caused $5,000 in damage in the auditorium, so that didn't turn out too good. Uh, look out, it's on the camera. What else we got here? Uh, 844-404-1067. Comedian Lou Costello died in Los Angeles on this day in 1959, and it was three days before his 53rd birthday. Who is Lou Costello? Well, you may remember him with his buddy Abbott. I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on first base? Oh, no, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. <laughs> Don't mix up my. I'm story. not mixing up anybody. Now, what's the guy's name on first base? Now, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. Now, well, let's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did I? How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name. Yes. I don't know anybody's name on the team. I yet. How could I mention a guy's name? You did. You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Who's on first? There you go. A little who's on first with Evan Costello. A classic comedy routine. Uh, 844-404-1067. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. Netanyahu gave a brilliant speech today before the Congress. Too bad uh, the idiot Democrats put their head in the sand and didn't want to hear anything about it. Putty Tat didn't want to hear anything about it, even though uh, this is really funny. Putty Tat is pretending to support... Israel. Under my administration, uh, billions of dollars have gone to support uh, Israel's security, including the Iron Dome program that has protected them from uh, missiles firing uh, along their borders. Uh, The military and intelligence cooperation is unprecedented. Uh, That's not our estimation. That's the estimation of uh, the Netanyahu government. And that bond is unbreakable. Yeah, well, here's what else he used to say about Israel is, too. The United States does not accept the legitimacy of continued Israeli settlements. This (laughs) construction violates previous agreements and undermines efforts to achieve peace. Well, there you go. That's only part of it. We'll have more coming up. Uh, 149 on News Radio 106. There's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line there. Uh, Good afternoon. You know who I am. (laughs) Say my name. It's Eisenberg. (laughs) You're not in danger, Skyler. That breakfast bar is in danger. Don't get between her and the breakfast bar. Right. Boy, that's the truth. You get gravy on the ceiling plan, Walter man. Walter White, how you doing, sir? Well, I watched the latest installment of Better Call Saul. Did yeah. you see it last night? I know, I've got it on tape. I'm going to see it, but it's a the spinoff. Well, you, of, should, uh, you should watch it. I mean, yeah. unlike the Brett the Truck Driver's phone calls, it's starting to get interesting. <laughs> Better Call Saul is starting to get interesting. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it looks like my old... Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it looks yeah. like my old man, my old friend, yeah. the parking lot attendant, Mike, is in some deep uh, 
deep stuff there? He's from... deep in a chair at the hair cuttery. Is that how I could probably... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was too bad about that poor dog, Sonny, being returned to the humane yeah. shelter after only one day. One, Kevin. one day. Dog. I guess John Boy only needed a date for the night. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, she had a good time, you know, because it was seven nights for her. Well, now... <laughs> a whole week. <laughs> Well, the official Bill Clinton portrait contains a shadowy image of Monica Lewinsky. That's right. right. As if having that treason committing rapist as president for eight years wasn't enough of a stain on the office, man. (laughs) 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 I can say these things because I can. Speaking of Monica Lewinsky, you know, she's co-starring in a new Netflix political thriller alongside Chris Christie, Newt Gingrich, Nancy Grace, and my wife, Skyler. I didn't hear. What's the the show? It's called House of Carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Carbs. Laugh it up. I work for Jason. (laughs) Thank you. Boy, you know, but getting back to her old friends over there at the hair suckery, you know. (laughs) You know what I like best about that place? What's that, sir? Well, they didn't charge extra for Band-Aids. I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) The spurting vessels. (laughs) Yeah, and the complimentary plasma transfusion after all the blood loss. That was really nice. And the fact you have a whole jar of extra ears, I think, is really (laughs) insightful. I I never checked out the ears, though. A whole jar of formaldehyde with ears in it. (laughs) Did you hear about the time that Jay Bookman of the AJC went to the hair feasery? No, I didn't hear about that. He came out a bleeding head liberal. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. The bleeding, bleeding head liberal. Uh, head liberal. There you go. <laughs> no heart there. Thank you so much, Walter White. Yeah, boy. Look out. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> look out. It's only the Kimmer. The News Radio 1067. 844 1067. 844-404-1067. Kurt Schilling is absolutely apoplectic about the people who responded to his tweet uh, saluting his little girl and going to college and playing on the college softball team, and all of a sudden all hell broke loose on Twitter. And uh, people from all walks of life, including seven athletes on college sports teams, uh, started Twittering about gang raping his daughter and leaving her a bloody mess. And, I mean, just horrible, crude, disgusting things that social media is now allowing them to get away with. Well, Kurt Schilling is outing them, including one guy who worked for the Yankees who just got fired. But it just reminded me about the relationships between daddies and daughters. And I've uh, I've got a bunch of these things. I think they really, they really touch me as a father of two girls. Uh, these are some things that was that were written by a girl named Christy Fox some time ago. It might have been a couple of years ago uh, that I've had in my files and saved it. Uh, for example, she wrote uh, some things that w- what little girls wish their daddies knew. What little girls wish their daddies knew. For example, when I get older, if you seem afraid of my changing body, I'll believe something is wrong with it. If you understand contentment for yourself, so will I. These are things little girls wish their daddies knew. When I ask you to let go, please remain available. I will always come back and need you if you do. If you demonstrate tenderness, I learn to embrace my own vulnerability rather than fear it. When you let me help fix the car and paint the house, I will believe I can do anything a boy can do. When you protect my femininity, 
I learned everything about me is worthy of protecting. How you treat your dog when you think I'm not watching tells me more about you than it does anything else. Don't let money be everything, or I learn not to respect it or you. Things a little girl wishes her daddy would know. Hug, hold, and kiss me in all the ways a daddy does that are right and good and pure. I need it so much to understand healthy touch. How about this one? Please don't lie because I believe what you say. Please don't lie because I believe what you say. Little girls wishing their daddies would know these things. And don't avoid hard conversations because it makes me believe I'm not worth fighting for. Little girls love their daddies. They think their daddy hung the moon. Once in a while, when you look at your little girl twirling in her frilly skirt, remember she'll be grown one day. And what you want her to know about men, life, herself, and love, what you do and say now matters for a lifetime. Daddies, never never underestimate the impact of your words or your deeds on your daughters, no matter how old they might be. 155 on News Radio 106.7. Some things a father should tell his daughter. Know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek and the key players in both. (laughs) Little tips for little girls to grow up. You don't have to do anything for someone to love you. The right person will cross a a desert just for the chance to sit next to you at lunch. What a great don't you don't little girls you don't have to do anything for someone to love you. The right person will cross a desert just for the chance to sit next to you at lunch. What a great way to put it. Peer pressure is all about insecurity. Be confident in who you are. You'll never have to fit in. People will come to you. And the fa- this is something daddies and, uh, should tell all kids, and you should always remember, the fastest way to strain a relationship with a man is to bring up old stuff. We can't remember to hang up a bath towel. What makes you think we remember that stupid thing we did six months ago? <laughs> uh, John Boy, let me write that one down for you. <laughs> Seemed to hit home, did it? <laughs> Honey, I don't remember that. My God. Uh, 157. Newsbreaker Lights coming up, sponsored by the siding. Doctor, Doctor. Uh, News Radio 1067. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer, he's like Kleenex. Yeah. Strong, soft, yeah. and disposable. Oh, no, wait the Kimmer Show on News <laughs> Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I thought it was a Kleenex, but it's not. <laughs> it's 205. Look out. All right, you baby boomers, and you know who you are. This was the day in 1966 Buffalo Springfield was formed, featuring Neil Young, Stephen Stills, Richie Fury, Dewey Martin, and Bruce Palmer. And uh, Neil Young and Stephen Stills, among others, went on to bigger and di- better and different things with uh, another group a little bit later on. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, as you know. Uh, also, uh, oh, this is kind of a weird story. Singer Maxie Maxwell of Brownstone was at her... You ever heard of the name of the group Brownstone? I don't know them, but uh, she was at her home in Los Angeles Friday when she fell and she cut her throat on a drinking glass. She was 46. She died. Her husband found her and called 911, uh, but it was uh, too late. She fell and cut her throat on a drinking glass, a glass and it killed her. Man, that can't be any good. Also, Suge Knight uh, says for the third time he needs emergency medical care. He's in custody on a murder charge. You recall he ran over those two guys, killed one of them with his truck. 
Uh, he says they were after him, dot, 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 whatever. Shug Knight in Los Angeles now is told the judge he's blind in one eye, can't see much out of the other, and he's lost 35 pounds as a result of being shot six times last year, and he has a blood clot in his lungs. Uh, he's pleaded not guilty to murder and attempted murder when he ran over those guys with his truck. Uh, he's fired his attorneys and says he's not getting medical care in jail, so Shug Knight's having a bad day. And another one after that. All right, anyway, it's on the camera on News Radio 1067. Oh, uh, uh, Pete had to leave because he's, he's doing his yearly physical for the company. If you have a company health care, they uh, demand you get a physical every year, which is a great idea. You should get a physical every year. John, by when's last physical you had? Full, complete physical at the doctor. When I played football in high school. There you because your mommy and daddy made you because you had to, for the football had to, team, yeah. had to have a physical. Well, th- you've been out of high school a long time, my friend. Yeah. Now, you're still young enough where you probably have nothing to worry about, but believe me, a yearly physical is a very, very good idea, especially as you start hitting your 40s and stuff. It, it's it's mandatory. VA makes you do it every year. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you're a VA care, they will call you. In fact, I got a call uh, last week from the VA hospital in Florida, where I retired to, which was the best VA system in America, by the way, at Palm Beach, Florida. And they called me to say, uh, we haven't been able to get in touch with you. What's going on? I said, well, I don't live there anymore. That's why. But anyway, you know, they, they really get on you. Also, Pete asked this question before he had to leave. He was going to go get his physical. Uh, and I don't have the answer, and I didn't have time to try to look it up. Do you know where in the world we got the phrase for the road, Beaver Ruin Road? Where did that come from? What, what is the origin of Beaver Ruin? I assume it was that the Beaver Dams ruined some property in the area where the settlers were coming or something, maybe? I don't I mean, I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a task from Matt Door. I don't know. It could be Beaver Ruin. Where, where did we get the phrase Beaver Ruin for Beaver Ruin Road? Did, did they ruin the Beaver dam, Dams ruined a road somewhere? I'm guessing. I don't know. Any idea? Matt Door have any idea? Can't hear uh, it. Actually, that? I read on Wikipedia that it was actually a beaver uh, uh, where they got the beaver pelts and kept them, yeah. and the the river flooded, and it flooded out that beaver shack. I don't know if that's true or really? not. Really? Well, but that, that's that's the that's the what I, the story I saw on Wikipedia because I but either Ty way, Hunter and I were actually thinking about that one day, and we looked it up, and that's what the story isn't said. Isn't that funny? But wh- why would you even m- m- name it that after that? I mean, you I, know, <laughs> ruined my beaver road. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I'll bet that's right. I'll bet that's correct. All right, anyway, it's only the Kimmer, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. And in an effort to overcome the continuing criticism, he's unsupportive and, in fact, dismissive of Israel. Today, President Putitad announced he is converting to Judaism in the hope that this will demonstrate his affinity to and empathy with the Israeli people. Authorities have been unable to handle the millions and millions of applicants who have volunteered to perform the circumcision. All right, 844-404-1067. Newsmaker line, good afternoon. Kim, this is Charles Barkley calling. Hey, Charles, how you doing? You know, we have our differences. I agree with your diatribe or whatever you just called that thing <laughs> that you just did. I mean, LeBron James, I can't breath. Man, can't, the guy can't even spell. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like Kobe Bryant wearing a T-shirt that said, I can't rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what the girl in Colorado said, man. Yeah. I'm no rapist. <laughs> By the way, how the Hawks doing? Well, you should know. You're the NBA guy, <laughs> Charles. I studied no NBA, man. <laughs> you know the difference between Benjamin Netanyahu and Fidel Castro? No, I don't, sir. I, I... Well, Congressman John Lewis would never miss a speech by Fidel Castro. Yeah, you, you know? be- <laughs> I didn't believe that. <laughs> yeah, Castro once had, had a colonoscopy redone because John Lewis's head kept getting in the way. <laughs> Move to your left, sir. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. President put it ain't going to uh, watch a speech because it ain't on the Golf Channel. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
He don't want to miss that Nathan Lane film festival. Him and Reggie Love are probably watching right now. I'm sorry, I'm mad. Who's bringing the popcorn? Well, the bad, the bad news is 15 yes, people in Johns Creeks was arrested as part of a Backpage.com prostitution, yeah, prostitution bust. Yeah, bust, yeah. The good news is they said they work for Cox Broadcasting, so the charges were dismissed. Well, because so. they know the right people, so. Yeah, Hannity <laughs> called to make sure the story was taken off the drug <laughs> yeah, report. You know, like never he, hear about it. <laughs> Danny Porter put in a good word for the Johns since they all worked over there. Why, Column? Don't, I mean, don't you love them happy endings? I do. How much extra for that? <laughs> well, I saw Hartsfield Corrupt Mayor Airport is going to become the first airport in America to open up a butcher shop. No, a butcher shop. No, I'm sorry. They opened up a hair cuttery. It's the same thing, you know. I'll never forget when the Kimmel went to the hair cuttery and he came back looking like Timothy McVeigh. I did. They blew my... Man, they just ruined me. That was terrible. Horrible. That's the most terrible thing I ever saw in my life. Awful. <laughs> Of course, they do go by some other names in what other are, yeah, markets, you know. What are the other names for hair cuttery? Well, the hair sucker in, uh, <laughs> the hair f upper in, the hair feastery, I think is what they're known as in Alabama, you know. Hair feastery. <laughs> Visit the hair feastery, we'll make it look like crap. <laughs> I think that's their new jingle. Hair suckery and associates, we got a bowl in your side. <laughs> Just put a bowl on you. <laughs> A scissors are duller than when Brent the truck driver calls. It's one of those. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Great to be on the Charles, show, always a pleasure to have you with us, sir. See you tonight on TBS. <laughs> Look out. 212. Hey, Frank, hold on, my man. He's may have a beaver ruin answer for it. I, I do it right quick, then we'll get to traffic. Hey, Frank. Oh, go ahead and hit him. Make this quick. Hey, Frank, how's it going, man? Great. Where'd they get uh, the Beaver Ruin store? Do you know the name for uh, it? A beaver, a beaver Ruin is the uh, name of the habitat that they build when they cut down the trees and stuff and build their house. But why ruin? The word ruin uh, flows, well, throws me. I, maybe it ruins the the uh, area around it because they actually cut down the trees and everything to make. There you go. Well, that could be. Frank, thank you. I appreciate it. 212 on News Radio 106. Second. More action, please. <laughs> Silence, you need it. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes, is sir. brought to you by my new movie about Mayor Kasim Reed. Oh, a new movie? It's called Father of the Bride's Baby. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. <laughs> Thank you so much. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 218 on News Radio 1067. Here's that number. 844. 404-1067. The Black Keys would rather sleep on a bed instead of newspapers. Thank you. <laughs> Drummer Patrick Carney from the Black Keys says after one of their early shows, they were so exhausted, they fell asleep on newspapers for pillows and blankets. Dan Auerbach, one of the singers, says it's an awful way to sleep because the newspapers don't retain heat and don't prop up your head. He said, also, we never tour more than three and a half weeks without a break for our own sanity. If they tour four Fridays in a row, they go nuts, turn into pumpkins. <laughs> so they don't do it. Hey, a little black keys. Two nineteen on News Radio one zero six seven. We got the topics, got the issues. Uh, Netanyahu in town, and Putty Tat stiffing him, and John Lewis 
embarrassing uh, our state of Georgia by putting his head in the sand and refusing to listen to someone who's been there and is afraid about Iran's nuclear capabilities for very good reason. We'll look at that in a second. First of all, I'm trying to find out what the double word. We get the name Beaver Ruin Road for the road. And, and I don't, I've never seen it officially explained, and I don't know where it makes any sense. Maybe Pat can help us. Hi, Pat. Welcome to the Old Kimmer Show. Thanks for holding, man. Hey, Kimmer. How you doing? Fine. What's going on? Can you help me out here with the Beaver Ruin business? Yeah, actually, it comes from a very old Native American phrase that basically was, Take Indian Trail, Beaver Ruin Road. Beaver Ruin Road, Dick Indian Trail. To see the beaver, yeah, get the, uh, yeah, there you go. So the beaver, oh, take trail, Beaver Ruin Road. I <laughs> uh, see, you have to do it in the full engine vernacular there. <laughs> That's one of those. Oh, days. take trail, Beaver Ruin Road. <laughs> oh, that's right, Kimosabi. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's uh, two twenty. The execution's on hold, uh, and we don't know for and when they're going to redo it. And with, and I don't know whether she'll get another last meal. She had her last meal <laughs> that, that eight thousand calories, whatever. Anyway, here's Justin on News Radio one zero six seven with the camera. Hello, Justin. How's it going? How you doing, Kim? Good. How you doing? Fine, man. What's up? Uh, I, I got a question, and I I, I got one. I want to say thank y'all for the ticket. I want to say thank y'all for letting me win yesterday. You're quite welcome. Hope you have a great and time I, at the concert. Yes, sir. And uh, the question is, what did that woman do to get executed? I don't. I never heard of her. Uh, she was a killer. She set up with her uh, boyfriend to murder her husband. And <laughs> she had the opportunity to plead guilty to a lesser charge or a different charge, which would have left her alive. She could have pleaded guilty to a charge, a murder charge that would have given her life in prison and perhaps the chance of parole. I think that might have been iffy. But she she chose to take the chances. Uh, The guy who actually did the killing got a deal because he turned on her and they gave him a deal. So he's going to live. He's not going to be executed. But she was the one who was responsible for it. So they're going to kill her. Uh, as it should be, she was responsible for murdering her husband and uh, apparently hasn't shown any remorse and did the set up for to be with her boyfriend and for the money. And I'm going to the Georgia and Kentucky game tonight. Oh, yeah, outstanding. <laughs> Could be a good game. Justin, have a great time out there, man. 221 on News Radio 1067. 844 So they canceled the execution because there was cloudy drug. Tainted about it was the cloudy. drug that's going to kill her? The drug they were used to kill her was cloudy. And so they were using an abundance of caution. Abundance of caution. You know, you're, you're, you're killing her. I mean, you're executing her. You're taking her life forever. What possible difference could it make that it was cloudy? It's like sterilizing the needle. I mean, my God, man. <laughs> what the hell's the difference? And I tell I honest, I, I, I'm, I know this sounds bad, and I know it sounds like I'm just being facetious or uh, obstinate. But the fact of the matter is, if you took a prisoner and, and, and fed them 800 million milligrams of sleeping pill stuff so that they fell asleep and they were in a very, very deep sleep, and then you just drop a 10,000-pound you know, boulder on them while they were sleeping, they'll never know anything. How, how could you be killed any more easily than that? You know, one minute you're breathing, and when this next millisecond, you're not. I mean, boom. You can, I mean, how can they? I mean, my God. What's wrong with that? You know, I... Uh, I mean, how long would that take to suffer? Jeez, I mean, jeez. Anyway, well, God forbid she should suffer. Well, then why are you going to kill her? I mean, if you want her to, oh, I don't know. I, I don't get the. Death. They should execute you the same way that you did whatever. Crime. Well, that's what you leave it to the to the victim's family. 
or friends, you know, whatever. Have them, I mean, or I say televise it. Have the victim's family decide how they want the person to die and then televise it. On pay-per-view? No, no, I mean, I don't mean free. I mean pay-per-view. So you'd have to pay a fortune, and so kids wouldn't, you know, you'd have to make sure kids, you know, it was inappropriate, da 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 But basically, you know how much money you could raise? You, wouldn't you watch it? If you if you heard that this woman was going to be executed by uh, being drawn and quartered by four stallions, you know, tied to ropes with each limb, and then they go in opposite directions, you know, you don't think some people would pay to watch that? As gruesome as this society is, and people who love, you know, Walking Dead and zombies and werewolves and all vampires and all, I mean, come on, you're killing me. You know, the rates of fortune and give the money to the families and uh, victims' families and stuff like that. Pay per view, uh, you know, if I, like five hundred dollars a view or something, or or a hundred, two hundred bucks a view, you make tens of millions. Give it to the victims' families, college scholarships. Houses, loan, pay off loans, debts. I mean, my God, think about it. Wow. And that just seems so simple. All right, anyway, it's only the camera. News Radio 1067, 224. If you want to talk to those guys while I'm on here, go ahead. I don't, I mean, they may want to have something to add here, and we'll go ahead and do, do I'm on here. Hangman's in this room. Usually he's in a different room to answer the phones to screen. But uh, uh, Pete had to leave to go get his company physical, so Hangman's in here. So if you hear him talking in the background, he's, he's answering the phones. Uh, this was a bizarre story from Placentia. Placentia? <laughs> In Placentia, California today, <laughs> Bob Labia was ordered to hang out. Since <laughs> that can't be his name. <laughs> a high school teacher in Placentia, California, had a very uh, sober surprise for her students when they came to class the other day. Uh, Jillian Jacobson, 31 years old, was uh, in her classroom. The door was locked during the first period. And the kids couldn't get in, so a neighboring teacher unlocked the door uh, so the kids could come in and found their teacher hanging by her neck, dead. She hanged herself in the classroom. In the classroom. I mean, man, what, do you, what kind of a message is that? To the children? They come into school and there's their teacher hanging by a rope? <laughs> by God! Man, a uh, life. They, they, they dismissed the class for the rest of the day. So, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, the teacher was just hanging around. We decided to go and take the rest of the day off. I don't know. Anyway, in college, if that happens, you get an A in the class. That's right. You get an A because it's too traumatic for you. Well, oh, there have been too many protests. I mean, all those college kids who said, "Oh, there have been so many protests," and they had the shooting in Ferguson, Missouri, and the, and then they had the, the ever so man with on the poor man on the sidewalk, and those police, and there, I just can't study. I just can't study. Okay, well, you can you can get a you can get a B, and we won't have to take the test. Oh, thank you so much. You get an A if your teacher offs himself. Yeah, apparently. What? Yeah. <laughs> or your roommate. Or your roommate. <laughs> yeah. Or anybody on television. If you see something on TV that bothers you, you get you get to take a day off. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is is this note for me? Is this Mike? Oh, okay. On line two, hit it up for me. Can you put it on for me? Uh, hey, hi, is uh, no, that's not it. That's one. Uh, well, hi, who's this? Hey, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going, man? Good, Kimmer. <laughs> What's hey, up? That guy was actually pretty close about the Indian tale of Beaver Ruin. Uh huh. But actually, there was a house of prostitution on the site there. <laughs> And, yeah, okay, and, I know where that's going. <laughs> You're really a little award? <laughs> what is it, June? And the caller on line two wanted to know if it had something to do with Wilt Chamberlain. No, that's a whole nother. <laughs> oh, 227. On, more news break lines coming up. Sponsored by the Sighting Doctor. 
Doctor, uh, News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This portion of the <laughs> Kim Peterson Show yes. is brought to you by John Travolta, oh. the San Francisco treat. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out. By the way, John Boyd, do you know even what the San Francisco treat is? Have you ever heard that phrase? It's a rice roni. Rice roni. I didn't know whether, because they haven't advertised on TV in probably 30 years, and I didn't know whether that the slogan is held over from all those times when they did advertise so much. I only know from being on here with you. There, see, there you go. <laughs> all right, CeeLo Green, and it's only the camera on News Radio 1067. 234 is our time. Here's the number 844 404 1067. 844-404-1067, and CeeLo Green's doing what he's supposed to be doing after CeeLo Green pleaded no contest last summer to slipping a woman an ecstasy pill during a dinner with her. Uh, he was trying, apparently, to have the old hunga da hunga and the old munga da munga without getting permission there, you know, in advance there. He got three years of probation for trying to slip a woman a Mickey during dinner, and he gave him probation for three years, so the judge says he's doing the right thing, he's doing fine, so... They're going to let him keep on going. Also, have you heard the latest on the President Bill Clinton's portrait for the National Portrait Gallery? <laughs> this is a great story. If you look at the portrait, and I don't know if you've seen it. If you hadn't seen it, it's on the news. You could Google it. The official Bill Clinton portrait has him standing by a fireplace holding a newspaper, wearing a suit with a, a jacket uh, part open and with his hand on his hip. Well, if you look to the left of the picture, there's a shadow across the part of the fireplace but there's no one there to, to indicate who the shadow is of, the person's shadow. Well, the artist who painted it, Nelson Shanks, says he subtly incorporated Monica Lewinsky's blue dress into that portrait in 2006. He actually, when he painted the portrait, when Clinton was there posing, he didn't do anything. But when Clinton left and he was still working on the painting, he actually brought in a mannequin with a dress on it and posted it where it would be out of sight from the picture, but it would cast a shadow on the painting. And so he painted the shadow of Monica Lewinsky's supposed dress. And here's what he said about it. Here's what the artist said about the Clinton portrait he did. Quote, the reality is he's probably the most famous liar of all time. He and his administration did some very good things, of course, but I could never get this Monica thing completely out of my mind, and it's subtly incorporated in the painting, the shadow of the blue dress in the painting, he said, I put a shadow coming into the painting. It does two things. It actually literally represents a shadow from the blue dress that he had on a mannequin. Well, I had I was painting it. Uh, it is also a bit, and it was, there was a, the blue dress was a shadow on his presidency. I mean, he's absolutely right, theoretically. And he said also, uh, it was a bit of a metaphor in that it represents a shadow in the office he held and on him. The Shanks apparently, uh, uh, Shanks claims that the Clintons want it removed that Hillary is <laughs> completely ticked off about it. They hate the portrait, and they're putting pressure on the National Portrait Gallery to get rid of it. By the way, the Wall Street Journal says that uh, Hillary Rodham Rodham is going to announce her presidential race next month. Uh, 2.36. Oh, wait a minute. Special light, live, uh, live late edition of the old newsbreak line. This is the old newsbreak line there. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Kevin. This is Jay Leno. <laughs> hey, I had to call you. Jay, know. how's it going? Welcome, sir. Good to talk well, to you. you. You mentioned that big story out of Placentia, California. Yeah, yeah, the teacher. I mean, you got to admire a teacher who's willing to stick a neck out for her kids like that. <laughs> no, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, the links that some women will go to get Mick Jagger to speak to their class. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, the big news out here in Southern California. Big Dexter news. King is having trouble selling his big home in Malibu. Oh, he's trying to sell a Malibu home, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah but apparently it's all bedrooms. And, you know, even, the, <laughs> even the laundry room has a couch, so it's not really that practical, you know. It, I understand Dexter turned on a cash off of $5 million above the asking price, Kevin. Really? I can't believe it. What yeah, well, the buyer said he planned to convert the rumpus room into workspace, put it in an office. You know, those are <laughs> dirty, filthy words to a deadbeat like Dexter King. No, you know, he would have none of that. Right? Oh, here you go. The second delay of the execution of the death of inmate yeah. Kelly Renee Gissendana yeah. is going to cost the state a fortune, Kimmer, a fortune. A fortune in what? What do you mean? Yeah, she wants a second meal. She's demanding <laughs> one, you know. <laughs> This time she went out shopping to bring a blueberry pie. Get it all over her face. <laughs> Got that blueberry blue pie. I didn't eat no pie. My mama said, you didn't eat the pies. I didn't eat no pie. Public was buying me a blueberry pie. I started doing impressions since my retirement, you know. Anyway, Kelly Renee's execution was yeah. delayed because yeah. the lethal injection yeah. drug was too cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the drugs was too cloudy. Yeah. What kind of half-ass house Republican excuse is this for putting it off again, man? <laughs> Next thing, the one's going to have a yeast infection. Get out of no. here, you know what I mean? <laughs> funny that Kelly Renee didn't postpone her husband's execution because the knife had mustard on it. Give me a break. Oh, 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 a tough crowd. Pretty angry. I mean, if the Georgia Department of Corrections is too wussy to stick that needle in, they should do what I do. What's that, sir? Well, call Klaus von Bulow and tell Klaus that Kelly just put him in the will. I mean... <laughs> That needle be injected quicker than you can sing when Sonny gets blue. I'll tell you that right now. Sonny Van Bulo, maybe. Dirty blue, all right. Stick a needle in her arm. It won't call her any harm. Because Klaus gets rich when Sonny gets blue. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. No, no, no you're not. When her eyes get gray and cloudy. Enough of that. Getting back to the woman in yes, Lucenia, California. The woman, you know, teacher, yeah. poor woman. She yeah. she said she'd lectured those kids till she was blue in the face. Blue in the face. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> they just weren't listening. I... <laughs> hey, she was teacher. just doing her impression of Jim Furyk on Sundays. You know, tribute no, to Robin Williams. What's wrong with that, you know? Choking the final. to be on the show. Oh, Jay, my God, man. Thank you so much. Oh, Nanus, Nanus. Nanus. <laughs> oh, I like you to meet Mr. Happy. Ooh. Great to be on the show, yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Mercy. Jay Leno. With a camera. 844-404-1067. 844-404. Oh, that's the other line. <laughs> Sorry, 240. Uh, who's this, Justin? Uh, Joshua. Joshua's on News Radio 1067 with a camera. Hi, Joshua. Thanks for holding. What's going on? Hey, Kimmer, how you doing? Good, man. What's happening? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. Thank you, Love sir. My honor. Yeah. So uh, I was driving 90 miles uh, one way to work, and uh, I thought I needed to get a house a little closer. Uh-huh. And uh, found a great, great little house in Auburn, Georgia. Auburn, Georgia. And, nice. Uh, yep. And uh, you know, the price is real low, so I got it. And moved in and settled in, you know, about two months. And my neighbor comes walking over and he, he says, do you know what happened here at this house? And 
I said, oh, no, I don't. He handed me a book. He said, you might want to read this. And I read it, and uh, it was the house of the uh, lady that's on death row now. Kelly Renee Geeson Taylor. That's her house you're living in now? <laughs> yeah, well, I've moved out since. Oh, did it? <laughs> now, actually, let me, let me, when, you were, when you heard that, did it creep you out? Although, I don't know. I mean, did it creep you out? And were you thinking just because it's in a relationship with this woman who's a convicted murderer, did that freak you out? Or would you say, hell, you know, it's got nothing to do with me because I'm a new owner now? Uh, freaked me out a little bit, but yeah, I, I, I kind of got past it pretty quick there. So, uh, but yeah, it was just interesting, you know, that they, you know, the the owner didn't say anything about it. And uh, aren't they now? That's know, a kind of did was the murder in that? I don't know where the murder was committed. I don't know whether they did the. I, I, I'm guessing they probably did not do the murder in the house because no, I think you have house, to. Re- it was it was in Decula, which was maybe two or three miles. Down oh, that's the road, right. That's right. Road. Yeah, but because if yeah. they had, if something happened in the house, I think they have to reveal that as part right. of the, uh, the the coming clean rule or whatever they officially call thing. Well, it's a, right. and now let me ask you, just out of curiosity, did you sell the house? Yeah, and yeah. I did you out. make did did you make any money? And did you no. tell the and did you and you didn't and did you tell the people who bought it the history? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, pass there. the buck, baby. That's my motto. All right. All right, Joshua. Thanks, man. You have a great Thank day. You. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Vin Scully. <laughs> and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by uh, Farmer John Sausage. No. Like death row inmate Kelly Renee Gissendanner, mm. it's 100% pure pork. <laughs> and now here's your host, you. Kim Peterson. Yeah, I guess that eating on death row is pretty good. <laughs> Hasn't skipped a lot of meals. 247, uh, it's only the Kimmer. Newsmaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor, Doctor. Uh, John Legend uh, was uh, was asked to boycott a festival in Bahrain. As last night's Spring of Culture festival in the capital of Bahrain sold out crowd of a few thousand. Before he sang the song Glory, Legend said uh, they may see him as a superstar, but he's a descendant of slaves, and they fought for change. And uh, John Legend said to boycott, he'd rather be part of the change from the inside. Uh, Activists wanted him to cancel the appearance because of concerns of human rights abuse in Bahrain, but he said he was at the festival to celebrate art and its power to bring us together and see each other's humanity. John Legend. We went ahead and uh, performed at the charity concert, festival rather. Uh, And in, man, this is an amazing story. In Augusta, Georgia, there's a 12-year-old kid named C.J. Pearson who is extremely active as a director of Young Georgians in Government. He's 12. And he's 12. And he posted a a message on his Facebook page, uh, which said, um, um, it was a video titled, President Obama, Do You Really Love America?, And this little 12-year-old kid, Pearson, praises former Mayor Rudy Giuliani for his comments. And then the kid, the 12-year-old, said this. Here's the truth of the matter. I don't want to be politically correct. I don't care about being politically correct at this point. President Obama, you don't love America. This is the 12-year-old speaking. And then he goes on to say this. How clever this kid is. He's 12. 
If you really did love America, you would call ISIS what it really is, an assault on Christianity, an assault on America, a downright hate for our values our country holds, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, every single thing our country stands for. If you loved America, President Obama, if you loved America, you wouldn't try to take away what hardworking Americans have worked for their entire lives. You wouldn't do this if you love the people of America. The kid's 12, and guess what? Facebook has blocked his posting. No, of course they Oh, yeah, sure. You knew that was going to happen. His account was locked. His uh, personal account is still locked. Facebook locked his account. He's had 1.3 million views, and Facebook locked his personal account. Kid's 12. What a lesson that is, huh? Social media, privacy, I'm telling you, everything's changed. Uh, here's a little story that may, might make you feel better. I mentioned earlier some things about uh, Kurt Schilling. And just, he was saluting his daughter on Twitter, being part of a softball team at her college. He's very proud of her. And when he, he posted that on Twitter, he got incredible, vicious, horrible, vulgar, disgusting tweets back about what all these guys wanted to do to his like, gang raper and leave her bloodied. and be, I mean, just horrible, disgusting, grotesque. I can't even come close to saying on the radio what, what the tweets were about his daughter. And Kurt Schilling would just went nuts saying, you know, you people have to take responsibility. When you say things, they have a meaning, stuff like that. Well, here's a little bit of a, of a, of a daddy-daughter story, which um, is a little bit easier to take. There's a hockey player named Jordan Leopold, a defenseman, uh, who was with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's also played on several different teams. He was on, uh, he's been separated from his family uh, since uh, November uh, he was traded for a Blues player. His daughter, Jordan, who is, I think, 12 or 13, 10-year-old. She's a 10-year-old daughter, Jordan, uh, wrote a letter to the Minnesota coaches of the Minnesota Hockey Club and said, my name is Jordan Leopold. My dad's a Jordan Leopold, one of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, my dad is very lonely without his family. We are living in Minnesota right now, and I am la- I'm lost without my dad, and so is my mom, my two sisters, and my brother. And she wants, she said, please, it has been since November. We cannot take it anymore. We, we cannot, we have to get to the point we can't, the Wild have not been winning games, and you lovely coaches are most mad about that probably, but your team needs some more D. Can you please, please, please ask the Jacket if you guys can get him? Thanks. She asked the Minnesota team to trade for her father and bring him, what, did I get it wrong? To trade for her father to bring him back. So they did. <laughs> they did. Wow. They probably traded him. <laughs> and so he's back with his family because that's what his little girl wanted. She, a 10-year-old girl wrote a personal handwritten pencil note uh, to the Minnesota Ball Club to get her daddy back because she, she missed her daddy. Is that so cute or what? And uh, some of the things I, I mentioned earlier, what little girls uh, wish their daddies knew and some things daddies should tell their daughters. Uh, around noon, I mentioned a couple of these. Uh, for example, uh, things a father should tell his little girl. Pay attention to the way a man loves his mother. That is the way he will love you. You can do anything a man can do, including organic chemistry, unclogging toilets, and assembling IKEA furniture. And this one, I just love this one. Older women wear makeup so they can look like you. Less is more. A lot less is a lot more. What a great lesson to tell a little girl, no, 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 old women want to wear makeup to look like you. You don't need to wear makeup. You don't need anything to be like you. He says, people will judge you by the way you look. It's not fair, but it's the way the world works. Keep that in mind when you pick out your outfit in the morning. Nothing is more attractive than intelligence. Get comfortable with power tools. Learn how to drive a stick shift. Liberal arts grow your mind. Science and business keep you fed. You will need both. I mean, these are just great things that daddy should tell their little girls. All right, um, how about a newsbreaker line? She was on the old newsbreaker line there. Good afternoon. 
Hey, it's Charlton Heston. How's it going, sir? Mr. Heston. Well, no. Why are all these godless Democrats? <laughs> yes, sir. Boycotting a speech from blues legend B.B. King. <laughs> well, no, I sir. I mean, what the hell did B.B. King ever do to John Lewis anyway? Did he? <laughs> no, sir. It's it, not. It's the man boycotting the B.B. King speech as if it was a job fair or something. <laughs> no, I don't understand. No, it's not B.B. King, sir. It's, Who is it? It's a Mr. Netanyahu. B.B. is known as Netanyahu. It's the head of Israel. is the prime well, minister. It's completely different. <laughs> Never mind. Why didn't you stop me, you hairy ape? <laughs> Sorry. It's my fault. I can't believe all these wild allegations no. against Tiger Woods, the son of the living God. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, why would a guy with all of Tiger's money take somebody's stereo? <laughs> well, no, sir. It's not like Tiger Woods needs to go out to Greenbrier Mall with a Slim Jim and break into somebody's car no, just not. to get a sound system. He's worth a billion God-blessed no, dollars. No, it's not stereo, sir. He wasn't what taking. He wasn't taking stereos. They say he was taking steroids. Once again, why didn't you stop me sooner? I'm making a fool of myself. No, it's, not, it's my fault again. Oh, myself, Chuck the truck driver here in a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, people should lay off Tiger Woods, Mister yeah. Heston. Yes, sir. Well, all right. I mean, if you were nailing four waitresses a night, you'd need performance-enhancing drugs too, Mike. God, man. Take it easy on Tiger. Thank you, sir. And now it's time, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. For a visitor from the mysterious East, the amazing Charnack. Charnack. The Magnificent. The Magnificent. The answer to this question is Bob Barker. Bob Barker. How might you introduce Bob to John Boy's girlfriend? (laughs) 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 The answer is Hillary's emails. CIA documents and the Kim Peterson show. Hillary's email, CIA documents and the Kim Peterson show. Name three things that are kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> I hold in my hand, ladies and gentlemen, the final oh, envelope. Okay. All right, now we're talking. Thank God. May your only niece accept a Cosby endowment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from Spelman College. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing to do with money. The answer is ch- Chopper One. Chopper One. What do they call the lead barber out at the hair cutter? Airport. <laughs> <laughs> Or by the name it was known in Brookhaven, Air Feasery, right? <laughs> That's the one who did the job on the Kimmer boy. <laughs> Air Feasery and Associates. Stevie Wonder says you look like crap. <laughs> no, that's not their name. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> he couldn't even tell. <laughs> Stevie it's Wonder. Where's your location? You should check it out. It's Where'd you get the bad haircut? <laughs> The hair chatter hoochery. <laughs> That's not a turtle. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. you, Mr. Heston. Look out, 256. It's only the Kimmer. It's only the Kimmer. And tomorrow we do it all again on Hump Day. I can't wait to find out how Pete made out with his physical, because he's about the age now where you got to get the whole physical. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> hey, you ought to take me out to dinner first. All right, 2.57, it's the Cameron News, baby. News out. Here goes my elbow. <laughs>